This is Party on the Peninsulas, your weekly update on the people and policies leading Michigan, with Michigan Democratic Party Chair Lavora Barnes. Welcome to Party on the Peninsulas. I'm Lavora Barnes, Chair of the Michigan Democratic Party. The word this week, democracy. While Michigan Democrats continue to enact legislation focused on making lives better for working families, democracy is under assault from MAGA Republicans across the nation. The leader of the Republican Party has called for defunding the FBI and Justice Department, even as their congressional leaders call for across-the-board cuts that would cut funding for law enforcement nationwide. They continue attacks on fair and open elections, the civil rights of the trans community, the reproductive health care rights of women, and even on drag queens. We begin with a summary of the week's news with Dorian Tyeth. Here are some of the stories driving policy and politics this week. Former Michigan House Speaker Rick Johnson and three others have pleaded guilty to federal corruption charges. All were charged in a plot to funnel more than $100,000 in cash and other benefits to Johnson while chairing the state's now defunct Medical Marijuana Licensing Board. Governor Whitmer has signed bipartisan legislation repealing the state's 1931 law banning abortion without exceptions for rape or incest and criminalizing nurses and doctors for doing their jobs. The new laws remove the unconstitutional 1931 law from the books and ensure that Michiganders can make their own decisions about their own bodies. The governor's signature came on the same day Florida Governor Ron DeSantis continued his pre-announcement presidential campaign with a speech in Midland. Florida is on the verge of prohibiting all abortions after six weeks, including in cases of rape and incest. The Whitmer administration has launched a new campaign marketing Michigan as a destination offering businesses opportunity for growth, visitors a chance for a, quote, fresh take on life, and talent a home to build both a rewarding life and career. Governor Whitmer said the campaign positions Michigan as a state with strong business climate and unparalleled economic opportunity for workers. Over the last 100 days, the governor noted, We have made record progress to make Michigan the state where you can afford to live, be who you are, and have access to health care. Republican legislatures across the nation are attacking the rights of trans men and women. Bills restricting or outlawing medical treatment for their transgender constituents have in the last week passed in Indiana, Tennessee, Florida, North Dakota, Kansas, Kentucky, and West Virginia. A federal judge in Tennessee has issued a temporary restraining order against the impending drag queen ban after siding with a Memphis-based LGBTQ theater group suit against the state. The judge agreed the law as written is too vague and leaves the door open for differing outcomes based on a person's assessment of what is and isn't obscene. The IRS hopes to increase tax audits on the wealthiest taxpayers tenfold under the Biden administration's plan for the agency, according to a senior administration official in the IRS's new strategic operating plan. IRS and Treasury Department officials said that they will use $80 billion in new funding for the tax service to claw back unpaid balances from high-income earners and complex businesses, 
restoring audits on those taxpayers to higher rates for more than a decade ago and boost customer service resources for middle and low income tax filers. Michigan insurance companies have pledged to continue fully covering preventative health services while legal challenges wind through the courts. A controversial ruling from a federal judge in Texas struck down a provision of the Affordable Care Act last week that requires no-cost preventative screenings. Republicans in the Tennessee legislature have expelled two Democratic members for helping lead a gun safety demonstration at the state's capitol. Both of the expelled lawmakers are young black men. A third target of the Republicans' effort avoided expulsion by one vote. That legislator bitterly suggested that she avoided expulsion only because she is white. You can find links for more information on these stories on our website, partyonthepeninsulas.com. From Michigan Democratic Party headquarters in Lansing, I'm Dorian Tyus. Chairperson Barnes, it has been a remarkable week and a remarkable contrast between Michigan and some very positive developments and the Republican-led states, which one by one are doing everything they can to take away individual rights and move further and further away from what the American people want. Let's start with the demise, apparently, of democracy in Tennessee, the expulsion of two Democratic members of the Tennessee House of Representatives over a relatively minor rules infraction. I've never seen anything like it. Expulsion happens. You know, we've done it here in Michigan, um, most recently with Cindy Gamrat, who most folks will remember, um, misused funds in her office to cover up an affair. And uh, it was a, a notorious process that we went through, but she was expelled. But to expel members of the body for exercising their right to free speech. These folks went down into the well of the Tennessee chamber to speak about gun rights because they had been silenced over and over again by this Republican majority who did not want to give voice to the thousands of individuals who had shown up at that legislative body to talk about the need for gun control, gun safety measures. And then these legislators were silenced over and over again in their efforts. So they go down to the well to talk about these issues, to give voice to their constituents. I think this whole incident lasted about seven minutes. You know, they spoke about gun control. They rallied the folks in the crowd and then they left. And this legislature decides to expel them. But the thing that really struck me about this, there were three legislators in that well, two of them young African-American males, one a white female. The two who were expelled, the African-American males. The white female, same space, same spot, doing the same things, not expelled. It really shows you the things that they used to say quietly, they're now okay saying out loud on the Republican side of the aisle. In Tennessee, democracy apparently is dead, and it's also a racist. Tennessee is also one of about a dozen states now that have decided that the biggest threat to America is trans-Americans and have been cracking down on their rights when the reality is that transgender people constitute a tiny percentage of 1% of the population. Right. That's exactly right. And 
it is it is it's sickening um this treatment of trans trans americans and it's also such a contrast to to what we're doing here in michigan where we have opened our hearts and our arms to the trans community to the lbgtq community in and in its entirety with the legislation that our legislators passed here um we're open we're freedom freedom is here in michigan come to michigan for jobs come to michigan for freedom come to michigan to be a part of a community that respects you and wants you here run away from places like tennessee and Florida, where clearly we're not welcome. It seems like Arizona, Florida, Texas, and Tennessee are fighting to be the strangest states in the nation. It really is very odd. And it's very odd to me because if you spend any time listening to Americans and Michiganders, because we're here in Michigan, you know that this is not what the people want. This is not what the people voted for when they voted in the 2022 elections. It's not what they want their legislators focused on. They want their legislators focused on common sense gun legislation. They want their legislators focused on the economy. They want their legislators focused on making lives better for Americans and for here in Michigan, Michiganders. But these folks seem really stuck in this space where they're focused on hate. And what they want to do is make sure they silence the voices of folks who look like, who don't look like them, who don't live like them, who don't believe like them. And I think Americans as a whole and Michiganders, once again, will remind them all at the ballot box that this is not what they want from their legislators. Almost lost in all the turmoil over the Republican actions this week. In Michigan, the governor signs the legislation that was approved very quickly by Democrats in the House and the Senate, repealing Michigan's very archaic and anti-abortion statute from 1931, a part of the showing that Michigan really is open to all. Right. Open to all. She she signed this. I think she used the term she was slaying zombies. This zombie legislation that sat on our books for a long time um, is now gone, thanks to this Democratic legislature and this terrific governor. Um, and in contrast, in other parts of the country, um, Republicans are doubling and tripling down on trying to block women's right to reproductive reproductive freedom. Um, this judge just ruled that, you know, that you can't get the abortion drug. It's, it's a continued assault and attack on the rights of, of women, and it, it needs to stop. And here in Michigan, it has stopped, thanks to Governor Whitmer and this Democratic legislature. I think other states need to be looking at ways to, to, to stop it as well. You know, think about what happened in Wisconsin this week, where, you know, the, the, the progressive candidate won that Supreme Court race, which means that that Supreme Court is very likely to protect women's right to choose now. Thank goodness for that election. We need to be doing that sort of work all over the country, state by state, to protect these rights. And not just women's rights, all of our rights, everyone's rights. And in Texas, we have a single Trump-appointed judge who has decided for the nation, at least for a few right. moments at least, until there was a, a counter-ruling in the state of Washington that basically bans the use of a very effective and very safe a pill for early term abortions that has a 20 year record of safety. Exactly. Very safe. I think I read somewhere a doctor said it was as safe as taking a Tylenol. It is very safe. And this judge decided on his own because of his own beliefs, his own stark beliefs that required him to say in, in his ruling, he won't say the word fetus. He will only say, I think, unborn human. Um, but in, in he, he believes and therefore he believes that he should impose his beliefs on all of us using a ruling. And then, of course, this Washington state judge comes in and does a, a counter to that, which is very interesting and very confusing confusing to women, very confusing to all of us, right? And I think I think the, the words we need to remember that here in Michigan, abortion is still safe and legal, and you can still use this drug if you're if you need to. It's it's this this judge's ruling has not affected your ability to get that drug here in Michigan. 
And I would urge the listeners that want to know more about this, Attorney General Nessel has posted a video, which we have on our website, partyonthepeninsulas.com, explaining what the situation is right now. And it is very confusing yes. from a legal point of view. It is. Uh, but Michigan is, in fact, uh, the open state. In fact, that is the theme, really, of a, a new tourism, business attraction, and talent attraction campaign that the governor and lieutenant governor announced, which is rolling out that really kind of contrasts Michigan to all of these uh, deep red states that are doing everything they can, apparently, to drive out new talent. Right. Freedom, freedom, freedom is here in Michigan. Come to Michigan is is an excellent campaign. You know, we've always had um, a, a terrific place for folks to live, work, and grow a business. Absolutely here in Michigan, but it's even more important to, to let folks know the difference between life in Michigan and life in these other states as rights are systematically taken away from folks in state after state after state. We need to let folks know that here in Michigan, those rights are protected by a Democratic governor, a Democratic attorney general, a Democratic secretary of state, and a Democratic state house and state senate protected. So yes, come to Michigan. It's a, a terrific selling point for businesses that might want to be here because who wants to take a job in a state where your rights might be or will be or have been infringed upon. Come to Michigan, grow your business in Michigan and bring your workers to Michigan. Another right that's being protected thanks to work from the governor's office is a guarantee from insurers that they will continue to provide coverage for preventative care, something that's at risk as the result of a decision of another Trump appointed judge who right. ruled that that could not be a part of the uh, Affordable Care Act. It is crazy to me to think that we even need to take a step like this to make sure that, that we can have have this kind of coverage because it's just a no-brainer for for most folks but apparently not for for this judge these these judges have taken their their ability to to remove and uh, rights and make life difficult for everyday citizens to a new level and again yes here in Michigan these rights are protected we will be able to to access our health care um, because we have have, again, this democratic trifecta and actually folks who understand the importance of access to health care for everyone and, and preventive care is part of that. As if Republicans in Michigan didn't need any more bad news, they got some anyway. This from the U.S. attorney in Grand Rapids who indicted and in fact accepted guilty pleas from the former Speaker of the House, as well as three of uh, his compatriots in a bribery scandal involving marijuana. And this is just one of many criminal investigations into top Republicans in the state. The list of criminal investigations into Republicans is so long that I, I can't remember or name them all, but it, it continues to happen over and over again. And this most recent one with the former speaker and the bribery around marijuana was shocking to me that a former speaker would have engaged in this kind of behavior. Um, it is not what anyone expects for someone who was or is an elected official. And, you know, some of these charges are against folks who were very recently elected officials or are still are part of the process um, in, in, in Michigan. And it's, it's a shame, but it's. I think there's probably just gonna. It's just gonna keep happening because the behavior, the lawlessness, the idea that the law does not apply to them continues to permeate that Republican Party. And um, until they start to recognize that no one is above the law, and as long as um, good folks are working in the criminal justice system, they will be found and they will be pr prosecuted. It's just going to continue. I think. This indictment, followed by the guilty plea of former Speaker Rick Johnson, is not a one-off either. No. You've also got another former Speaker, Lee Chatfield, and a former Senate Majority Leader, Mike Shirky, both under active criminal investigations, along with the former co-chair of the Michigan Republican Party, and like you say, a, a half dozen or more others. It, it just is, keeps going. 
it's a party in absolute turmoil right now with very potential serious crimes. It is. And it's, 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 and I don't want people to stop being shocked by it though. Well, one of my concerns is that as it keeps rolling out and there keeps being more and more, it starts to feel like just another day in the Republican party. And I think we all need to remember that this is not how elected officials should behave. This is not how elected officials should be tolerated. The behavior should not be tolerated that Democrats and Republicans need to be held to the standard of the law. It seems as simple as it seems like a simple thing to suggest that folks need to actually follow the law but apparently it's not on the republican side it keeps happening and voters need to 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 recognize that this is not acceptable and uh remind them at the ballot box that their behavior is just not acceptable let us wrap up with some good news and that's from the state of wisconsin the election of a supreme court justice who is on the side of free and open elections who is on the side of freedom to make your own medical decisions and she won by a large margin decisive it was a Exactly. A decisive victory in Wisconsin. We were all pulling for Team Wisconsin on this one. This was so important to what's what's going to happen going forward in Wisconsin. Now that the, the progressives have control of that Supreme Court, they can take care of their abortion ban issues. They can um, maybe look at gerrymandering and fix the ridiculously gerrymandered legislative seats in Wisconsin, um, allowing the Wisconsin Dems a fair shot at winning seats in Wisconsin again. It's really... Um, I think also a little bit the of a, a tale of what's to come for Republicans around the country. You know, I think, you know, they thought that they had this this Wisconsin Supreme Court seat in the bag and this decisive victory by a Democrat, I think, portends more 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 victories for Democrats across the country as the Republicans continue to double and triple down on their divisive, hate filled agenda. I think this this is so exciting. I'm so thrilled for what's happened in Wisconsin. And I think it's a game changer for Wisconsin and I think for the nation. Both Wisconsin and Michigan are considered purple states, both of them right now leaning a little bit towards the blue side. But this has huge implications for 2024. Exactly. Huge implications. And, you know, Ben Weckler, the, the chair there, and I talk at least once a week. And uh, uh, Ben's got big plans for Wisconsin Dems, and I'm excited to watch him and work right alongside him. We've got a lot of work to do for 24. When Michigan finally got fair legislative maps as a result of the 2018 referendum on the Voters Not Politicians petition, all of a sudden the legislature flipped because Democrats were got slightly more votes and they got slightly more wins as a result. Wisconsin okay. looks like it's positioned to do the same thing. That's exactly right. If they get those maps drawn fairly, if they can if they can fix that problem of gerrymandering in Wisconsin, Wisconsin will look even more like Michigan as they go through their legislative elections. You know, they just like Michigan, if you if you counted up the legislative votes without the gerrymandering, more 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 folks voted for Democrats than Republicans, just like here in Michigan before we redrew our lines. I think once Wisconsin has its lines lines redrawn, we'll see a sea change, a sea change in Wisconsin. One final note, and we won't get into the wonky part because it will bore our listeners to death, but that is the Michigan Democratic Party's plan to select national delegates for 2024. Our delegate selection plan has been written. It is up on our website. People can go to michigandems.com and find it. In a 30-day public comment period, we want to hear from folks who've read the plan and have questions and comments about it. And then we will pass the plan through our uh, state central committee and then send it on to the DNC for approval by the Rules and Bylaws Committee. This is the plan that explains how we will choose our 139 delegates to the National Convention um, in 2024. So it's important for us. Um, we're an 
early state now, a lot of attention on Michigan. A lot of folks, I think, will be interested in participating in this process and going to the convention. Take a look at the delegate selection plan on the website. Learn how the process works. Learn how you might get elected to be a delegate. And also give us your comments about the plan and how it's written out. It doesn't look like there's going to be a lot of suspense over who gets the nomination at the convention. Why would somebody want to be a delegate despite that? I have to say the process of participating in that national convention is so much fun. And this idea that you get to get in this room with Democrats from all over the country, meet folks from everywhere and talk a little bit of strategy, talk about how we do what we do here in Michigan, share the Michigan love with other states, learn about how other states do things and just get a good time with Democrats. And I have to say, you're right. I think it's going to it's just going to be Biden and Harris again for us, which is great. So no contention, but a good celebration of the terrific work they've done as president and vice president and a great kickoff to a 24 campaign that's going to be hard fought with whoever they end up nominating on the Republican side. And I'd be willing to bet there's also quite a tribute at that convention as well to a woman by the name of Debbie Stabenow. We're going to do a lot of tributes to Debbie Stabenow. I I will mention that our legacy dinner this year, which is on May 20th, will also uh, feature a tribute to the terrific senator. So folks could look on our website for information about that as well. And that's our update for this week. Party on the Peninsulas is available on your favorite podcast app or on our website, partyonthepeninsulas.com. We urge you to share the podcast with progressives across the state and take a moment to rate us on Apple Podcasts. I'm Lavora Barnes. Thank you for the privilege of your time. Party on the Peninsulas is a production of the Michigan Democratic Party. 